welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jeff Kowalski. Hello, that's me. I'm Jeff Kowalski. Uh, well, today is week two of the mad Fortnite with the mad menagerie of these maddening creatures and people. We're going to talk about Mad Dog from the TV show Arrow, or just breaking format entirely. Actually, no, there is a character named Mad Dog. He has rabies teeth. He literally had rabies teeth, like, implanted in him. I don't like that. In our, in the next bit of our Mad Menagerie, in our Mad Fortnite, we're talking about Madrox, or Madrox, 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 Madrox. There's only one D. I think I may have been mispronouncing his name for a really long time. Like Jamie Madrix? Drox Drix? Uh, I've always, yeah, I don't know, I've always gone with Madrix, but yeah, Madrox... But it's a name. It's not. It's it's weird that he's in there just uh, mononymously. But I guess he kind of was for a while. This is, I think, probably also the era where Hank Pym was just going by Pym or Doctor Pym as his superhero name. Uh, he's one of the many people who just uses his name. Yep. Uh, it's weird because he does have a superhero name. It's multiple man. <laughs> This was before he became, like, super involved and became an actual, like, character? Oh, yeah. He's been, uh, Peter David's X-Factor run in the, like, mid-2000s was, uh, kind of brought, uh, Jamie Madrix extremely to the forefront. Do you want to know, uh, like, a, um, f- a sad fact? Yes. Okay. So, remember in Secret Empire, not Secret Empire, uh, Secret Invasion, when we figured out that, uh... Hank Pym was a scroll. Oh right, yeah, yeah. When he was working, he was so when he was working with Fifty State Initiative. Yeah, the entire time he was Yellow Jacket. I think he was. Yeah, a he was Yellow Jacket, but he was he was mass producing like something for the mil- U.S. military, where he would make GI Ant Man. So it's like a spy slash right, yeah, like heavy force, uh, depending on you know what what they needed, and. One of the things that helps me remember how to not transpose the A and G, uh, I, in the thing is thinking of G.I. Ant-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Every time, like, every time I say giant, I'm just like, okay, G.I. (laughs) Ant-Man. Like, every time. If I ever have to spell something that has an I-E or E-I in it, I just have to type it out, and I'll know by looking at it if it's wrong, but I can never remember the order of those letters just off the top of my head. It always looks weird. Like, we need to simplify the English language. <laughs> but but whatever. Or we need to get rid of, like, grammar pedants, because mostly it's classism for that. But, you know. But I... Uh, I hate your name, multiple man. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I think I've been saying it wrong the entire time, because I always say Madrox. But, like, there's only one D. So do they be Madrox? Or... Uh, I mean, that sounds the same as the way you were saying it. I think Madrox is fine. Am I saying it wrong? No, I think I'm spelling it by head wrong. Well, okay, so he is he goes by Jamie, or Multiple Man. Um, He has just two deceased parents, uh, Daniel and Joan Madrox. Um, at this point in time, 
he was on uh the he was in the Moran McTaggart's uh Mutant Research Center, Mir Mur Island, off of the coast of Scotland. I think this is whenever she was like evil sexy, Moira. When she was being like influenced by the Shadow King. Also known as I don't understand why people like late eighties art, because it makes no sense to me. Okay, so he first showed up in giant size Fantastic Four number four. In 19, well, February 1975. Madrox, the multiple man. We have to fight the X-Men? So, yeah, he first showed up in a Fantastic Four comic. Yep. Uh, I, I don't am, really have much to say about that. Like, he, this, character, like, this, <laughs> this character did not really exist or have any depth until Peter David's X-Factor run in the 90s, and then uh, much more so in Peter David's X-Factor run in the uh, mid-2000s. At, at, this, at this point... He's a nothing character. So we can talk about him a little bit later, but let's get through the nothingness. Cause like he had a, yeah, he had a mini series in 1987 or like was a major character in a mini series in 1987. So like this encyclopedia was probably before that mini series was published. Yeah. He was just like a background character in X-Men comics. Yep. Like for a long time. But I mean, after. The 90s, early 90s, he became a big deal. Yeah, so. uh, everyone should read Peter David's X Factor. I think the 2004 series, X Factor Volume, uh, what is it? Volume 3. Um, everyone should read that. I think also uh, the Madrox series, also by Peter David, leads into that. Um, and that's all extremely good, and I highly recommend people reading. To I don't even want to talk about the plot points. Uh, it's just the premise is he starts a detective agency in the mutant town area of New York, uh, where a bunch of depowered mutants live, and it's basically like a de facto ghetto. Uh, so he like solves crimes there because the police don't go in. I think um I think that the X Factor series, the two thousand four one, has maybe the first um same sex kiss in a in a Marvel Universe comic, um between Richter and Northstar. I think I'm not one hundred percent sure on that, but I know that um that was a big deal at the time because Northstar's sexuality had not been explored, despite the fact that he's some kind of extra dimensional being who's like beyond human sexuality or whatever. But that's always the excuse they use to have a bisexual man in a comic is it's like, well, he's uh he doesn't have he doesn't know what gender is, so he just is horny for everyone. It's like you could just make people be that way too like in the real world how they are but okay made jamie madrox he was a mutant from birth they figured it out he got his butt slapped as a child when they tried to make yeah, him cry and then he turns into two that's, that's an interesting thing about him is he's one of the only mutants whose powers manifested pre-puberty yeah and also um it's from kinetic force so if you so he's one of those people that the more you punch him the more of them there is and eventually yeah. becomes a horde at this point in time he wasn't really doing anything so like yep. i'm sorry that's why i'm not even reading the book now cuz like his powers are he can duplicate and then he can absorb uh those duplicates um he he tends to have multiple well, multiple men out doing stuff like as basically as backups Yes. Basically. Um, there are sometimes, sometimes the, uh, 
multiple the dupes as he calls them i should probably call them what he calls them the dupes sometimes what they can do is they can develop strong personalities and become their own person quote unquote um and there's also been several cases where one of the dupes absorbed him instead the alpha jamie it's an interesting thing because he can't tell what he did and what dupes did because after he absorbs them, he also absorbs all of their experiences and memories. Yeah, like I, I think there was one story, and I don't remember. I think it may be because from the uh, 2004 run of X Factor or whatever, where um, one of his dupes that he sent, like, to I think across the world somewhere. Um, he yep. was being hunted down, and he went to protect it, and when he absorbed it, like, he became, like, way smarter, because that person was, like, studying and knew multiple languages and stuff, because it wasn't the main one who was focused on, you know, doing, like, mutant detective work. He was focused on being his own person and learning and exploring the world. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I, I remember one of the characters in that run is a preacher who goes by John Maddox, I believe. And, like, they meet and they can't touch or get too close to one another or he will reabsorb the person. So, um, yeah, he's, he's interesting. Uh, but at this point, at this point, which I tend to not talk about too much after. What happened yeah. in the book? Because honestly, if I did, I would have to get into X Men continuity, and I don't want to do that. So, oh yeah, Jamie Madrix is one of the ones who spent a bunch of time in one of the alternate futures, so we can't get into that kind of stuff. No, I'm not going to. I refuse to. But like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to get into X Men continuity. I don't have to. Uh, at this point, he's barely an X Men character. He's a background yep. character, and that's it, pretty much. Um. Yeah, but, it was uh, only a, it was a few years after this that he was first in X Factor, and Peter David did not want to. He was mad that he had to include this character because he was nothing at the time. Yeah, and then he made him into something, and yep. I and uh, and uh, in the X Men Evolution, which I know some people don't like, but he's I a, just, he's a is he a bad guy in that? No, he's a he's a kid. He's he's just a kid. Like he's younger than the rest of them. Yeah. But I always oh, enjoyed right. him a lot in that one. He was my first exposure. That was the first yeah. exposure to that character, and I've I liked him ever since. Um Yeah, they made a, a bunch of I, I couldn't remember because he's a bad guy in X Men three, and then Gambit is a bad guy in X Men Evolution. If we're honest, like Gambit's kind of a bad guy in general, even when he's <laughs> on the good guy type like like he's Slee's incarnate. Yeah, he's one of those roguish anti-heroes that the X-Men are mostly composed mm, composed of. That's the right well, one. He he also is one of those characters where they give him a lot of secondary mutations to explain why people like him. Oh yeah, he has that he has the pheromone power eventually, which is one of the creepiest powers. Stop doing stuff with pheromones and mind control people. Like yeah, like it's yeah. So he's a, he's a pretty cool character. It's just not at this time. Yeah, he also has a dumb suit. I'm not even gonna show it to you. It's like it's like a dumb version of the stuff he get uh, the suit he gets later. Yeah, I like when a character goes from wearing a dumb costume to wearing just a t-shirt of that costume. I think that's I think that's a good choice. That's what they did with uh, Superboy over at in DC. Um, that was sort of what Thor did when they did the ultimates ultimate thor just kind of has like a shirt with some dots on it 
Yeah. And honestly, like I like a like a like a dress down version of a costume. Like yeah. it makes more sense. I mean, honestly, you can fight just as well in a t shirt as you can in like a spandex thing, unless you need it for your powers and he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, and then um the original Patriot, the um the red, white, and black miniseries Captain America, where they kind of retconned the super soldier program to be like a Tuskegee Airmen type thing, it, which is so good. It, that's a really great. It's a it's a really great story. People should read it. That guy has uh, just a Captain America T shirt as his costume. Yeah, and uh, Patriot uh, in the Young Avengers is also really cool. I think he's one of the yeah. only non gay characters in that book. <laughs> yes, that's true. That book uh, is well, extremely gay. Like, if you want to read, even ex- even more so in the Kieran Gillen run, because he he added in more uh more queer characters and like really uh keyed into that whole youth culture uh aspect of exploring gender and sexuality. Yeah, like you just gated up, just all over the place, just super gay, and you should read it because it's so gay, and also. X Factor is also good for that. Um, yeah, so you know we should. Yeah, or you can read. Um, you can also read uh, the Runaways as well because that yep, gets that's pretty true. gay as well. Um, so yeah, celebrate more gay stuff. Uh, in comic especially books. what is it? Noel Stevenson's uh, Battle World Runaways miniseries. Yeah, which that's gender really swaps good. some of them, and I think all of them are gay. And it's not as good as the original Runaways, but it's a fun AU. Yeah, well that that entire that entire event was a fun AU. So, okay, so uh, what do you have? What's your what's your plugs? Oh, right, I do Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta podcast, where I have two guests on who tell me about a spooky story. What came from online? Uh, you can find that at weaponizedlanguage.com. You'll probably what you'll actually probably do is find it by going on iTunes and typing in Creepy Pasta. Uh, and we kind of do literary analysis, but we get sidetracked a lot like this show does. Uh, I also do another show called Seeing Reddit, where we talk about the internet and then hit the random button on Reddit to view a random Reddit community. Um, we barely talk about the Reddits. The only time that someone on the Reddit uh, got wind of us talking about them was forever alone and boy did they hate us and i think that is our most downloaded episode uh is our forever alone episode not by much uh because it's not a popular podcast but go listen to that um and uh if you like those i do all my plugs for ways you can support me at the end of those episodes well um my name is jesse if you'd like to see my cat you can go to marvelous mooch on instagram and you can see my cat and he's there and he's he's cute one he is getting mittens that are oversized because he has four thumbs Fun. yeah he's he's my little cryptid and speaking of cryptids i have a cryptid podcast called creepy critters where i talk about cryptids Fun. yeah it's 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 been going slowly yeah spam yep and uh that's a buy that is a fortnightly podcast so you can listen to some of those episodes if you'd like and be able to binge all of them really easily 
the last episode I've done was about fishes. Just not a murdery, not murdery episode at all. We just talked about fishes mostly. We talked also talked about Shape of Water, which you know that's what happens when you talk about fishes now because I think about Shape of Water. And we just talk about how great it is to doink a fish, man. So, um, besides that, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else. So, thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how meaningless life is. Bye. (laughs) 